This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about investing in times of uncertainty. I certainly think we are in a time of uncertainty right now with some wild swings that have been happening in the markets lately. And with me today to talk about this, I have financial planner Julie Chadwick. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having me. We are delighted to have you because, you know, Julie specializes in working with people and their investing. And when you are making investment decisions, it is very, very easy to make mistakes. Right. <laughs> and usually we're our own worst enemies. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yep. That is true. And the thing about investing in times of uncertainty is that the biggest mistake that people make with their investments when markets are rocky or volatile or there's uncertainty about the future is they let their emotions rule their judgment. Mm -hmm. And that is truly the biggest mistake I think that investors make over the long run. Right. And a lot of times when we're talking with people and we understand what their risk tolerance is and they kind of have it all dialed in, they can feel real confident and they you know invest in the correct way. But the minute that market either has an up or a down, I would say, mm -hmm. they kind of change that, tr think about changing that philosophy. And that's exactly. what really upsets the apple cart. Yeah. I mean, really the number one killer, I think, of investment return over time is emo bad emotional Decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I mean, here when you're saying that it can affect the market going up or down, I think it's because there's two emotions that really lead this issue. Mm -hmm. The first one is fear. So, when markets go down, people are scared they're going to lose everything. Right. Now, if you look at the history of the market, if you have a diversified portfolio, that would never have happened. Right. It would never have held true that you would lose everything. Now, would you lose some? Would you go down and be down for maybe a while? Yep. Absolutely. But does everything go away in a diversified portfolio when a market goes down? No. no. Not everything. But that doesn't mean that just because logically we can say that has never happened doesn't mean it won't ever happen. I guess that mm -hmm. would be one thing. History does not always predict what the future is going to do. But the other thing is it doesn't change our fear level. Mm -hmm. We're human. It doesn't change the fear level of losing. Especially when you're talking about retirement dollars and you're talking mm -hmm. about what people have saved and saved and saved and they're planning on retirement, especially people who are really close to retirement. Those are probably the ones we see the most thinking, oh, do I need to make a change? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's probably the worst time to make a change is if the market has taken a downturn. Yeah. Changing it after the market's already gone down means you're lacking in your losses. Yep. Now, the other emotion that drives wrong decisions is greed. Yeah. So when markets are going up, what we frequently hear people saying is, oh, well, like the market went up by 20% and I only made 15%. Maybe I need to get more aggressive right now so I can get that 20%. Right. That is not the right thinking either. That's a greed emotion, even if it doesn't necessarily, you can't identify it as greed yeah. when you're thinking of it. But going more aggressive to try to capture the up markets that have already happened is a poor emotional decision, too. You're kind of chasing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not the right way to think about it. And you're also, if they want to do that, they're going to be buying at the highest time in the market. If the market's just going up and up and up, then you're going to buy everything that's literally not on sale. <laughs> right. You're buying things <laughs> Think of it that way. Price. Full yeah. price. I hate that. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing with emotional decisions, especially in time of uncertainty. Whatever your emotions are telling you to do, 
it's probably a good decision to do exactly the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) And before you make major changes to a portfolio, seek professional advice. So sometimes when markets drop, we have people saying, take me all out of the market. I don't want anything in the market. I don't want to lose a penny. And if that's really how you feel, if you can't stomach a market downturn at all, you shouldn't be in the market to begin with. But also reacting by taking 100% of something out of the market means very, very clearly that you're making an emotional decision. Right. So literally is what you can do if you want to maybe take get some out of some of the equity exposure, maybe where the stock market is getting hit. So there's other things that, like you said, you can invest in mm-hmm. that are going to be diversified and help you stay that when the market's having some volatility. Right. So that really leads us right into our next, you know, mistake that people make when the there are times of uncertainty and that's failing to diversify. Okay. So diversification and asset allocation are just big words for not having all your eggs in the same basket. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really all that it means. Yep. And the baskets that are out there in the markets are called asset classes. So you could have large company stocks, medium company stocks, international stocks, small company, bonds, foreign things. I mean, there's different asset classes that are out there. And if you think of them like the baskets that you might have your eggs in, each of those baskets might need or should have some money in them but the percentage of your money that should go in each one of these baskets these asset classes thoroughly depends on your own personal risk tolerance what you're comfortable with in the market yeah right now here's the thing that most people don't understand is that risk tolerance does not necessarily apply to every dollar you have the same way Mm -hmm. okay risk tolerance for money should be thought of in terms of buckets And this is what I mean by this. Risk tolerance for money that you're going to use in the next 10 years probably should be more conservative because you don't have time for that money to come back if there's a market loss. But risk tolerance for money that your purpose is not using for 10 years or more, generally speaking, you might be able to take a little bit more risk than that and have more of a growth orientation on it. Right. So you have time in the market where you can let that recover if there are hiccups in the market. Right, exactly. So risk tolerance, people hear advisors talk about that, but what they don't make is the connection of risk tolerance might be different for different pieces of the money that you have. And it's so important to dial in on when is the money going to be used, what's the purpose for this money, and then assign the risk tolerance appropriately to that particular piece of asset. That's probably one of the biggest ahas when we're doing planning. We find out that people, when they come in, they say, well, I'm very conservative. Mm-hmm. And through our planning, they'd understand, well, hey, I only need to be conser- this, you know, super conservative with this amount of money, but I can be a little bit more moderately conservative with this. And they right. understand that concept, and it helps them actually relax and understand, hey, the reason you're doing this mm-hmm. is super smart, and it's going to help you in your retirement. Exactly. So here's the thing. There are many mistakes that you can make, especially in retirement planning. But one of the biggest mistakes people make is that when they get close to retirement, they take everything they own and they make it super conservative. And the reality is, if you're lucky, you're going to live 25 or 30 years in retirement. And that's considered a long-term horizon for growth. (laughs) (laughs) That's still a lot of time for you to potentially make some money in your investments. So with that in mind, some of your money should be conservative, but not all of it has to be because you're going to miss out on growth potential. The second biggest mistake that people make is completely ignoring this altogether and leaving everything super aggressive. And then if there's a market downturn right before they need the money, it's going to delay their retirement because that's a bomb that you cannot 
unwind in a retirement plan if that happens. Exactly. So failing to diversify is truly an issue and not assigning the right risk tolerance to pieces of your money is truly an issue. And there is a time for this for you to make sure that your risk tolerance is assigned by asset. And we call that time frame the fragile decade. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's not words that might put some fear <laughs> into you, I don't know what is. <laughs> Literally, when we have someone say, and we tell them, you know, hey, you're in the fragile decade, they're like, why, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the fragile decade when it comes to retirement is the five years leading up to retirement and the first five years of retirement. And though that 10-year period is the most important time period to make sure that your risk tolerance is assigned by how much you're going to need short-term versus long-term. So if you haven't done that type of planning, you're definitely going to want to reach out and contact us and start talking about that. Let's have that conversation. Right. Okay. Another issue that comes about when we're investing in times of uncertainty is that people have this funny idea that before they change anything, they have to wait until they get back to even. Mm -hmm. They don't want to take a loss on something. Now, we just got done telling you not to lock in your losses. And that's true from an overall standpoint if you're going to shift your risk level in your whole portfolio in a down market. But looking at things individually if it's no longer a good holding it doesn't matter if you take a loss if it's a poor holding if it doesn't have potential to grow if the potential for you to get back to even is going to be years in the future then this might just be something that you need to get out of and just accept the loss. Right, because the on the other hand is by you holding on to that bad apple, you might be missing other opportunities that would be a lot better opportunity of investing for you. Exactly, then that's called opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. So not only are you holding on to a loser, which could continue to slide down until it's worthless, or, and I guess then you also have the opportunity cost where you could have used those dollars to try to generate something better. Mm -hmm. So waiting to get even is a poor strategy if you're you're not looking at the underlying investment itself. So that's not something that you wanna do in times of uncertainty. Another thing that we see people trying to do that's a huge mistake in times of uncertainty is trying to time the market. All the time we hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can't you just call me, Mary, when um, you think the market's going to go down? (laughs) No, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Because all signs in the market can point to smooth sailing and good returns, and then bam, something comes out of left field, a virus or a pandemic, or somebody you know, says something that creates widespread craziness or whatever. It can it can come out of anywhere. And so there's no predicting when the market's actually going to turn. Now, you can look at trends. You can look at forecasting. You can look at things like that. But you cannot time the market. And you cannot sell right before it goes down and buy at the very bottom. It just never works. Financial analysts have looked it over and over and over and tried to figure out the best way to do it. And the truth of the matter is, there's no big winners there. No, there's not. And if you try to attempt market timing, usually what happens is you're out of the market on the recovery days. Yep. And the recovery days frequently happen close to the big moving days. Like it, maybe there's a huge move up and then it might go down or maybe there's a huge move down for a couple of days and then it might move back up. And you, you are not going to time the market right. You're going to miss those recovery days. Mm-hmm. And so what generally happens is market timing will will 
make you lock in your losses and not get the recovering gains. Right. So you actually will lower your overall return by right. doing that by trying to jump in and jump out. Yeah, by a lot. Mm-hmm. So significantly. When is the time to adjust things? When you feel like we're comfortably towards a market that's high enough. So we don't know if we're at the top of a market because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But if you're at market highs or if you hear the things of markets getting a new high, markets at a new high, markets at another new high. <laughs> okay, well, that might be the time to take some profit and then lock in those lock, gains. Lock in those gains. <laughs> but you don't want to do it in the opposite way. Right. <laughs> Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named the 2020 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list for the third year running. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about how to handle investing in times of uncertainty. And we've been talking about mistakes to avoid in your portfolio, especially leading off with, you know, don't let your emotions guide your decisions Mm because usually they're going to suggest you do the wrong thing. Right. But one of the things that you do want to avoid in times of market uncertainty is having a lack of patience. Sometimes you have to just sit there and remember that the slow and steady method of investing is really what does win. It's not timing the market. It's time in the market. That's the key right there. That is the key. That's what leads to long-term success in your investments. A slow, steady, and disciplined approach is going to go a lot farther over the long haul than some kind of Hail Mary pay (laughs) or saying, oh, this just isn't happening fast enough for me. We were um, at a seminar recently, and one of the attendees said to us, well, what can I do with this money so that in about six months I make a really good return on it? And that is that just asking the question Mm -hmm. like that indicates that you don't have a strong understanding of what it takes to make money in the market. So that's not the kind of investing that shrewd or savvy investors make that in especially in investing in times of uncertainty you have to understand this is a long-term play investments that's kind of an emergency game you know if you're like i need this money in six months well Mm -hmm. that that's not the way to play the game and it shouldn't be in the market then if you need it in six months absolutely not (laughs) now another thing not to do when you're investing in times of uncertainty is falling in love with any particular company and we see that happen quite frequently. Yep. There's a lot of favorites that people have that mm-hmm. they've had for a long time, or maybe they inherited them from their parents or their grandparents, something like that. So they have an emotional tie to that company, yep. whether the company is good or bad. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you can have an emotional tie and it's a horrible return, but yep. you sometimes don't even care. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know that it's a horrible return, but sometimes you have, you know, are in love with the company and it's an awesome investment. But eventually, over time, it might represent too big of a portion of your portfolio. Right. And being in love with an investment is not a good strategy for reasons to keep it. You have to remember, you're buying these investments with the goal of making money. And if any of the fundamentals that prompted the buy decision in the first place 
change or are no longer there, then regardless of how much you love that investment or how good it's done for you in the past, it's time to evaluate it with fresh set of eyes. Right. You should change those with the ways the fundamentals of the company have changed. You change right. your views of it. Yep. And then set up a plan to maybe diversify that over the over a certain period of time. Yep. Now, here's the another thing that happens in times of uncertainty is that people will frequently make uneducated decisions about investment choices. And it's because they'll hear somebody talking about something or they'll pick up something on the news or they'll turn the radio on and hear a little tip. And and without really necessarily understanding the full context of it, then they want to buy in. And so sometimes it's excitement, sometimes it's the greed factor, sometimes it's fear of loss factor that's driving you to do this. But a lot of times they skip that part of doing their homework, right. doing research on the company, really understanding why people are talking about that or what's the buzz. Yeah. So, you know, for, for many of us, we're familiar with Warren Buffett, and he has always cautioned against investing in businesses that you don't understand. Now, I'm not saying that for the average investor, you need to really understand every stock inside every mutual fund. But what you do need to understand is how these investments in general do work. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the risk and the reward potential inside of them. You need to understand the fees and expenses that go into investments. You need to understand if your investment advisor is a fiduciary Mm -hmm. and how they're getting compensated. And these are the types of things you need to understand before you're making investment decisions. It should never be based off of listening to some guy at a cocktail party saying, oh, I bought this and made all this money. And then you're like, oh, I got to get into that too. (laughs) Not a good discipline. (laughs) Right. Okay. So here's the bottom line is that investing mistakes compound in times of market volatility, Mm -hmm. right? So if you make some of these mistakes that we've just been talking about, not only can it hurt your portfolio, but in times of uncertainty, it can hurt it more than maybe it normally would have. Right. So it's important to understand what mistakes are out there you could make and then avoid making them. It's also important to collaborate with someone that can help guide you away from making these mistakes if you're not feeling like you're in a position to make all of these decisions on your own. Right. So if you're not going to be that person that's going to go research a company maybe that you want to buy it, buy into or you know do all that due diligence, that's where it's important to find someone who does do that. Yeah. Look, you know, seek out a financial planner who can guide you and assist you and find out really what are the best options for you. Absolutely. Now, another thing that goes along with that is when it comes to investing in times of uncertainty, you really should have a plan. Mm -hmm. You should have a strategy that aligns with several things. It should align with when you're going to be using your money. It should align with how you feel about risk. It should align with the risk for that chunk of money. And again, what point in life, how long it's going to be until you actually want to spend that money. Right. What the time in the market for that money is. Yep. And it should align with how you feel about just general investments. You know, there's some people that like certain products and there's some people that don't. There's some there's some investment vehicles that are that are maybe stronger candidates for a person in a in a situation than others. Not everything is the same for each investor. There are different financial vehicles out there that are going to be better fits for better people. So when you develop a plan of action, you wanna make sure that you are educating yourself about the things that are important when it comes to making these financial decisions. Remember why you're doing it in the first place. That'll kind of inspire you to stay on track. Exactly. (laughs) It's retirement, the end game. Focus on that. Now, another good tip for investing in times of uncertainty is putting your plan on automatic pilot. 
And what I mean by that is consistently investing regardless of what's happening in the market. So sometimes we call that dollar cost averaging, and that's just a fancy phrase for saying putting the same dollar amount into your investments every month. <laughs> like on a monthly or quarterly cycle. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly. automatically doing it. So it's not looking at where's the market today and should I invest its money? It's just I'm putting this much into my investments on this repetitive basis. And when you do that, what happens is as markets are going down, you're buying things at lower and lower prices. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the point, right? <laughs> Buy low, sell high. That's what we want to see. Now, your emotions would normally be telling you, oh, the market's going down. I got to take my money out. But the reality is when the markets are going down, that's a good buying opportunity. Great opportunity to keep going. Exactly. So automatic pilot of investing on a repetitive basis can really be a strong strategy, especially in a declining market. It'll help take that emotion out of the game. If right. you're automatically doing that, you're not going to be thinking about it. You're still buying when it's good. And you're buying when it's maybe high too, but you're buying it all those times and the average is a better return. Exactly. And if you are buying as the market's going up, that's still okay because that means that as the market continues to go up, at least the money that you're putting in is still participating in that growth. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to look at a dollar cost averaging strategy over time and find a lot of holes in that as a methodology. So when you are, when you've developed your action plan, then put it on automatic pilot in terms of additional investments. That's why 401ks for people are so successful is because that money's coming out of their paycheck and into their 401k. Yep. As long as they're working, they're not even thinking about it. Right. And that dollar cost averaging strategy that's embedded in most 401ks like that really does help create long-term success for the investors. It's always good then, probably on an annual basis, to make sure you're taking a look at that, doing a performance checkup. Make sure the Mm -hmm. things that you're investing in are still above average performance or they're going in the right direction. You're doing a recheck on things. Yeah, and that performance check is the last thing that I want to talk about today. So just because something has been good in terms of performance doesn't mean it's going to stay good. (laughs) And if something has been bad in the past, doesn't mean that it can't recover. Right. So performance checkups are incredibly important when it comes to managing and monitoring your portfolio. They're even more critical in times of uncertainty. And here's why. Because stronger investments have the potential to make more when the markets are good, but they have the potential to stem the losses and lose less when markets are bad. Now listen, if markets go down and you're in the markets, you're going to lose some money. But that doesn't mean you have to lose more than what the market lost or even as much of the market lost. If you have a diversified portfolio and you're doing regular performance checks on your investments to make sure that they are performing in an above average manner, you are more likely to stem your losses in that down market, Mm -hmm. which is really what people are looking for, I think. That's what we talked about at the very beginning where we're saying just because the market's down doesn't mean you're going to lose everything or have the opportunity to lose everything. Exactly. Diversification is the key and checking up on it. So if you haven't done a performance check lately, this is the time to get out your phone and call Julie and say, (laughs) I'm ready to do that performance (laughs) check. (laughs) See where I'm at. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope that this has given you some good strategic insight into investing during times of uncertainty and that it's going to help you move forward with some extra levels of confidence as you continue along your own investing journey. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. 
The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Sterk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049 and can be reached at 605-217-3555. Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list includes 10 recipients per state. The award is based on qualitative and quantitative data, rating thousands of wealth advisors with a minimum of seven years of experience and weighing factors like revenue trends, assets under management, compliance records, industry experience, and best practices. The award is not based on portfolio performance or client reviews. There is no fee in exchange for rankings. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.